0: This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Town, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. You can subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel, so that you don't miss any of the content we put out each day this week. You also get your own haiku written for you in red on the air. We'll be reading some poetry later in the show. One story that uh, started to break as we
1: were away a few weeks ago that I wanted to catch up on is WeWork.
0: Oh uh, yes, WeWork.
1: Have you been following the uh, WeWork saga? Not really. So uh, you know, you obviously know what WeWork is. Yeah, it's they have like nine of
0: them here in DC. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like branded office space for millennials, and they have stuff like uh, kegs of beer. And cold brew coffee. Basically, the idea is we can make every office
0: uh, like a Google yeah. or something. I remember we went to one a couple years ago for the Young Turks White House correspondence dinner party thing, and they had like a putt-putt golf course inside. Yeah. And Sally Albright was there. Yeah.
1: Totally not being pathetic. So was Michael Tracy. So <laughs> also Michael not Tracy. being pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great fucking times. So WeWork, the idea, I guess, of WeWork is that... There are all these independent contractors out there, so let's give them a place to work. And uh, if you can guess what the problem is, uh, you probably can. It's that independent contractors don't have the money to spend <laughs> on WeWork office space. Yeah, we looked into it. Yeah, we couldn't afford it. It's way too much. It's It doesn't make sense unless you have basically enough money to rent your own office space. Yeah. And in which case, why would you ever do it at WeWork? I guess just for the, like, putt-putt course and cake beers. It's not really a course. I think it was more of, like, like they they pulled it out for us. I don't even think it's regularly in the WeWork. I think they just rented it for the Young Turks thing. But anyway, the point is, WeWork... (laughs) I can't get off this putt-putt golf course. (laughs) WeWork has been preparing its IPO, like many other tech, innovative disruptors or whatever. They've been preparing an IPO. And lo and behold, they uh, predicted that their company was valued at $47 billion. And people started looking into that number. And now it is being aggressively revised downward. And <laughs> they they basically came out a few days ago and said the, the valuation was actually more around the ballpark of uh, twenty to 30 billion dollars but just today the wall street journal is reporting that it's
0: it, it could be lower than what's, 20 billion dollars what's what's 20, 20 30 billion dollars 27
1: billion dollars among friends it's nothing it's right nothing so i was doing a bit of uh, cursory google research and i think i found one key uh, moment that may have spooked investors or at least alerted to them to the fact that hey this company might not be worth 47 billion dollars so the CEO of WeWork is a guy named Adam Newman and he said this in 2017 which hat tip to Yahoo News for this quote No one is investing in a co-working company worth 20 billion dollars. That doesn't exist. Our valuation and size today are much more based on our energy and spirituality than it is on a
0: multiple of revenue. I don't think Marianne Williamson is that deep-pocketed to throw you all some money.
1: So last month, Business Insider reported that this guy was worth $4 billion and his company has pretty much never been profitable.
0: What a superb fucking economic system we have here. We've seen a lot of these stories lately with these so-called sharing economy companies. shows just it shows just what a sham all of these are uh what was it the bird scooter one that had lost like a billion dollars yeah 100 million dollars uh uber which has lost billions and has never been profitable um there's no there's no saving capitalism there's no such thing as like a sharing economy capitalism
1: if the yimbys get their way they would probably buy up all these like uh middle class lower middle class single family homes uh, and turn them into a WeWork style uh, thing for rentals and no one would be able to afford it. It would be shitty. It would be lower quality. But hey, it would be dense housing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would improve housing density. Bring in no your, one could uh, afford the units, but you're you're yes, I think you should build the housing supply.
0: Sam, uh, Sam's up, been no arguing matter what with, uh, no matter fucking what Twitter all day and it's bleeding into the uh bleeding into the show, today. bleeding that into happens. my brain. It happens.
1: No, I just think that neoliberal supply side economics are actually good.
0: <laughs> Another, uh, If you build it, they will come. All right, come. let's move on here. <laughs> Just seeing uh, Mark Sanford announcing he's going to challenge Trump uh, in the, I guess, the, there's not going to be a Republican primary. All None. these states are already canceling their primaries, yeah, they, but Mark Sanford joining Joe Walsh as potential challengers to Trump, w- 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 what's gamer? Th- I guess these guys are just self-promoters at the big time. the day. Big I time. I don't think they're as dumb as libs who think that, oh, we can just pull off these never-Trumpers. Uh, build this coalition of republicans that can unseat trump like that's all stupid shit that liberals buy into maybe mark sanford and joe walsh believe that they can tap into that as well that there is this silent never trump awakening just about to happen if they throw their hats in the ring but i think these guys are just are just grifters
1: yeah, they probably are definitely grifters. Um, especially Joe Walsh. Especially Joe Walsh. Who has been
0: just as racist as Trump and yeah. is responsible for Trump in a lot of ways, now pretending he's not that guy.
1: Mark Sanford, you can kind of see it. He, uh, I think when he was in the House, he, he came out against Trump on a certain number of things. He uh, is the legendary former governor of South Carolina, who is the Appalachian Trail master slash yeah. the uh, l- the the Latin lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're just trying. Well, it could be a, a bit of both, where it's grift and self promotion. Where they want, they know that Trump one day a bunch of people might be like, "Oh, uh, Trump actually sucks," and if he doesn't win. Republicans are going to probably turn on him because they like winners, no matter what. Um, whether or not they like winning more than racism remains to be seen, but I don't know. Who knows? But I don't think they do. Either way, fuck them, and this is ridiculous. There's not going to be a primary. Trump is very popular among Republicans, and there would never be a primary. So, yeah, it is just self-promotion because they could make these criticisms without trying to do a fucking, like... A presidential primary, like uh, just trying to get their name out there like Michael Bennett.
0: We did get a faceplant tweet from Trump out of all of this, who tried to own Mark Sanford for having an affair. Uh, Trump tried to allege that he was having an affair with a flamenco dancer, which isn't true. The, the woman that Sanford had his affair with, she's like a journalist. Um, but Trump doesn't know what a flamenco dancer is and thought it was a flamingo dancer but then smell spelled flamingo wrong and ended up just typing flaming dancer so well big, maybe Trump thought it president. was a maybe
1: Trump thought it was one of those flame dancers that uh, <laughs> that blow that blows fire or whatever he's his brain isn't too good these days
0: okay Cassandra Fairbanks you're trying Kofefi <laughs> <Covfefe> is is <laughs> means is Muslim for we rise it's Muslim for we rise. I think she said Arabic. Did it, she? Because I thought she said Muslim no, the, to make the, it even worse. The
1: thing that was bad is she said it was Arabic okay. and right. Afghanistan is not a country where Arabic is uh spoken. All right. uh, so it wasn't quite
0: as bad as I thought it was, but still pretty funny. She may bad. have
1: she may have said the the thing you said to be fair. My memory isn't uh one hundred percent.
0: All right, it's Monday, September ninth, twenty nineteen. Here's the news. Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Gerald Nadler, announced that his panel would vote on a resolution Thursday that could lay the groundwork for impeachment hearings against Donald Trump. The measure formally establishes processes for future hearings on the matter, who would be allowed to question witnesses, which committees would hold the hearings. Nadler called it the, quote, next step in the process. This announcement comes as the U.S. Air Force is launching an internal investigation to determine if it assisted the president in doing corruption and other impeachable offenses. This stems from the House Oversight Committee probing several mysterious refueling stopovers at Glasgow Presswick Airport near Donald Trump's Turnberry Resort in Scotland. Over the last two years, the Air Force has spent $11 million on refueling operations at the airport, while Trump's nearby hotel, has provided cheap rooms and golf to service members who stay over as part of that refueling. The allegation here is that the U.S. military is helping Trump prop up one of his failing resorts by ordering unnecessary refueling operations nearby, thus forcing service members to stay at the hotel and injecting millions into the local Scottish economy that also helps Trump's hotel. In fact, the Pentagon's refueling contracts... Offer Presswick Airport, which, like Trump's hotel, has been losing money year over year, its biggest revenue stream. And the Pentagon is currently trying to extend the refueling contract with Presswick through 2024. It was reported last week that the Pentagon has thus far refused to comply with the House Oversight Committee's request for documents in the matter. In a statement to Politico over the weekend, The Air Force claimed that an initial review found no wrongdoing on part of service members and that the stayovers complied with department regulations. However, the statement added that, quote, "...we must still be considerate of perceptions of not being good stewards of taxpayer funds that might be created through the appearance of crews staying at such locations. Therefore, we are reviewing all associated guidance." The Trump administration using official business to illegally prop up the boss's failing properties is actually pretty commonplace. There are the numerous trips and photo ops at Mar-a-Lago and Bedminster golf clubs. In fact, Trump is trying to get next year's G7 to be hosted at Mar-a-Lago. There's Trump's DC hotel, which is frequented by foreign diplomats in order to curry favor with the administration. And just last week, we reported on Vice President Mike Pence's visit to Ireland, wherein he stayed at one of the president's hotels, which was located 180 miles away from where Pence was actually doing state business and meeting with foreign officials. The House Oversight Committee reported that it is going to investigate that matter as well. You can just add it to the fucking list at this point. In announcing the vote on Thursday, Nadler noted that a potential impeachment inquiry wouldn't hinge on the Mueller report. Quote, Trump's crimes and corruption extend beyond what is detailed in the Mueller report, well, thank you for admitting that the past two years of pinning all hopes on the Mueller report have been a complete waste of time. The war on vaping is in full swing. Today, the Food and Drug
1: Administration said that a major e-cigarette maker is illegally advertising and threatened to pull its products off the shelves. Juul was sent a warning by the FDA after the agency reviewed testimony in July before a House Oversight Subcommittee. Some of that included evidence a representative for Juul has described his company's e-cigs as, quote, 99% safer than cigarettes, much safer than cigarettes, totally safe, and a safer alternative than smoking cigarettes. Is is Donald Trump their
0: representative (laughs) here? Much safer, totally safe.
1: The FDA noted the comments were, quote, particularly concerning because these statements were made directly to children in school. Jesus. Evidence has shown vaping can lead to nicotine addiction. Many, many experts, unironically, are saying this. Plus, vapes do occasionally explode. Juul has 15 business days to respond to the FDA's concerns. There have also been a few mysterious vape-related deaths in recent weeks, but that might have to do more with a lack of regulations than a need to totally ban vaping, which would certainly make vaping even more unsafe. The vape
0: genie, alas, is already out of the cartridge. Psychologists are getting back into the enhanced interrogation game. This time, they are ostensibly playing the role of torture discourager instead of torture encourager. You might remember it was a pair of psychologists who basically created and oversaw the CIA's post-9-11 illegal torture program. It resulted in the entire industry receiving a black eye for helping to facilitate the war crimes. Well, the Department of Defense just published a directive looking to bring psychologists back into the fold, but this time to prevent something called behavioral drift in detainee operations. This directive was flagged today by investigative journalist Stephen Aftergood with the Federation of American Scientists. Behavioral drift refers to individuals who have complete control over detainees when they eat, when they sleep, everything, slowly letting that power get to their head and engaging in more and more extreme and ultimately unethical activities toward the detainee. It's weird to talk about it in that way because it wasn't that long ago when extreme unethical treatment of detainees was just the order given by higher ups. Anyway, the Department of Defense wants to hire psychologists who would observe detention and interrogation operations in order to spot behavioral drift and then document and report it. The psychologists would also provide training to individuals suspected of falling into behavioral drift. The directive was clear to note that the, psychol- the directive was clear to note that the psychologists will merely be observers; they will not oversee or direct any interrogation operations course, a major question that still lingers from the CIA torture fiasco is, can the psychologists really be trusted to police this stuff and whether or not they'd be susceptible to the same sort of behavioral drift? I don't know, this seems like uh, after the fact, cover your ass sort of it. It certainly does. Rules here. It, yeah, it certainly does. But I guess at the very
1: least, Uh, There will be a a series of records established showing that certain psychologists were present during certain things, and they can later be asked, hey, you were at so-and-so Air Force Base uh, from day X to day Z. How was it? And when they invariably say no comment, uh, that's classified, then we can jump to the conclusion that we're still
0: mistreating detainees. (laughs) Yes, yes. With the help of a credited medical profession. Well,
1: I don't know. Any additional paper trail about the dark stuff the U.S. military is doing is at least helpful a little bit. Gives Ken Klippenstein something else to to be denied uh, when he tries to file a FOIA. Finally, Elizabeth Warren is backing a primary challenger of a sitting house Democrat, Warren said she's supporting Jessica Cisneros, a human rights lawyer, taking on Congressman Henry Cuellar. Cuellar voted with Trump almost 70% of the time last Congress, despite the fact that the president lost to Hillary Clinton in Cuellar's district by about 20 points. In a tweet, Cisneros thanked Warren for her support, saying, quote, "'Together we will fight to fix our corrupt political system and improve the lives of working families across the country.'" The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee has threatened to blacklist contractors who work for candidates taking on incumbent Dems. Let's see how that threat stands up after this. Cisneros is part of the group Justice Democrats, which has worked with the Bernie Sanders-founded org Our Revolution. Justice Dem alums include every member of the squad, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, and Diana Presley. Local R Revolution chapters in Texas are currently deciding whether to also endorse Cisneros, according to a post on Action Network. Let's see if this is something Sanders and Warren effectively agree on, owning Democrats like Henry Cuellar. I suspect they do. Last election, Bernie endorsed Marie Newman. This was during the midterm elections. Newman had unsuccessfully challenged the conservative anti-abortion Democrat Dan Lipinski.
0: All right, that'll do it for the newscast today. Before we go, it is time to read some poetry for our new subscribers on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month. You get access to all the content, plus your own haiku written for you and read on the air. This first one goes out to Jeffrey. New eyeglasses with... Anti-fogging technology I can't be stopped now Thank you,
1: Jeffrey This is for Brian Luxury condo Fancy food store underneath I am a Yimby
0: (laughs) Thank you, Brian Finally, this is for Nightly It's football season Tom Brady lip kiss with son Love that memory Thank you, Knightley. Yes, thank you, Knightley. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. We've got more haiku coming up on tomorrow's show for some of y'all that just recently subscribed. All right. Before we leave today, there is one call to get to on the old listener rant line. Let's hear what
2: y'all have to say. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. It's later. Figured I'd call in because it's been a while. And I wanted to respond to something I heard on today's episode for September 5th. I I had a similar experience to you guys with a leftist Cardinals fan in a baseball DM where they got very upset about jokes about the fan base being racist. I mean, all baseball fan bases are racist and pro cop and yada yada. But the Cardinals have had their history of, you know, the guy in the Darren Wilson jersey and all that fun stuff and um he, he responded to the criticism by linking an article to a cardinal's blog talking about how it's problematic and the entire thing is just kind of silly but funny i just wanted to you know see if i don't know maybe it's the same guy maybe it's not but it's it's very funny and um you know while i'm here i want to shout out the awful pundit tournament going to be kicking up in a couple of months at the end of uh, baseball season's uh playoffs you know when when baseball is finally wrapped up for 2019, that is when awful pundit season begins with pandemonium. So check out uh, over there at Awful Pundits, and um, you know keep fighting the good fight, guys. Slater out.
0: Thanks for the call, uh, Slater. Love the uh, the question. Uh, maybe it was the same guy who I invited to my own group baseball DM <laughs> and subsequently uh, gotten a fight with. What what are you doing over here? Just wait till we're done recording before you're getting angry on Twitter and replying to Twitter. We're going to be done in like 30 seconds here. You can wait. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that... uh, You're disrespecting Slater here by ignoring his call to do angry tweets at Yimby's. I was listening to Slater. I was right. just going to say it's definitely the same guy. Definitely the same <laughs> definitely guy. Definitely the Slater.
1: same guy. I think Slater knows that. And, and Slater knows that. And he's right that every fan base is shitty. Yeah. The, the correct way. Especially baseball fans. Especially fan baseball fans. The correct way is, Eddie said, uh, 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 post a fan of your team saying this sucks. or Or post something about the fan of the other team doing that sucks. Like if he were to reply being like, Oh, you're making fun of Cardinals fans being racist yet like
0: George Will is a it's, Washington it's National fan. I would have been so owned. Owning Nationals fans is the easiest easy. thing in the world, Incredibly rather than just easy. like collecting your toys and be like I'm going home y'all, yeah, a racist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry
1: I was on Twitter before. I will try not to let it happen again. I uh, Let's just finish.
0: Thank show. you for the call, Slater. Good luck with the awful uh, pundit tournament. I just now made the connection that the awful pundit tournament work has to take place after baseball season is over because of how uh, consuming baseball is for dude Slater. All right. That is the show. Thank you for listening. We will be back with a fresh newscast tomorrow. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.